Hi, it's Curiosity reporter Adriana Cardona-Magigad. I recently spoke to Catherine Jackson-Jones, who moved to Chicago from Scotland about two years ago. She and her husband wanted to learn more about their new city and its neighborhoods. They looked for local newspapers to get the latest information. I noticed these newspaper boxes. So there's the big ones that say newspapers across the top, and they have many different boxes. And then the smaller ones that are all different colors. She says she's never seen news boxes where she lived before. So we thought, great, this is a place we can find a local newspaper that will tell us local issues, events that are happening, and yeah, we can just get to know what it's like to live here. But to her surprise, the first newspaper boxes she encountered were empty. They thought, okay, maybe they all got taken already, or maybe we're opening the wrong boxes. They kept looking around and never found a single paper in any of these news racks. Catherine reached out to Curiosity to see if we could help her get some answers to one very specific question. Why are they still there if they're not being used? Yeah, it's sad that they're not being used, especially if they could be a good source of information for people on local news and local issues. On this episode, we'll be talking about newspaper boxes. Where did most of them go? And do they even serve a purpose anymore? More on that, just ahead. Curious City is supported by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CuriousCity today to get 10% off your first month. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I discovered authors I'd never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Some of you might remember when print newspapers were all over the city. Many piled up inside news boxes that were lined up and chained to lampposts near train and bus stations. I recently drove around the city looking for these boxes. There's no trace of the ones that operate like vending machines. I spent a few plastic boxes, the ones for the free papers. Okay, I see two news boxes here. Uh, the open one is empty. The other one too. I asked someone in Spanish. Oh, señor. Dígame. Eh, ¿Usted no sabe cuándo ponen aquí el periódico? No, dice. No, usted chequea las las cajas eh, sí, sí, aquí. Casi por la mayoría no. 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 Oh, okay. Gracias. Do you know when the newspaper comes out? And do you check these boxes at all? He says no. I ask another person. Oh, excuse me. Do you check these boxes at all anymore? No? Mm -mm. Oh, okay, thank you. The Chicago reader, delivery driver, pulls over with fresh copies of the paper. Oh my gosh, we were talking about the paper actually. Oh, okay. 
you still read the paper in a paper copy or do you go online to read it? I still read the paper copy, to be honest. I think it's just different Yeah. than just looking at the screen. Former print journalist Tim Franklin remembers the news box as well. It was almost a daily ritual to grab that paper on your commute on the way to work, on your commute on the way home at the end of the day or at lunchtime. Many of these metal boxes operated like vending machines. You insert coins, talked, open the door, and grab the copy off the top of the stack. Today, it's rare to see any coin-operated news boxes on the street. You'll mostly see the plastic ones with free newspapers, but even those have dwindled over the years. The Chicago Tribune decommissioned hundreds of coin-operated boxes by 2020, and so did the Chicago Sun-Times. We had the Tribune who delivers the Sun-Times picked up all our vending machines. They kept them at their plant. Sheila Reedy is the vice president of circulation with the Chicago Sun-Times. She's been with the newspaper for six years. She also worked at the Chicago Tribune for 28 years. So slowly but surely, we began to move those off the street because no one was buying newspapers. And today, in Chicago or in the Chicago area, there are no vending machines. There may be one or two in hospitals, but for the most part, there are no street corner vending machines of any newspaper, with the exception of free papers like the Chicago Reader. Sheila says... People just don't carry around money the way they used to back in the newsprint heyday, before the 2000s. Back in the day, papers cost a nickel or a dime or a quarter, and that was easy for people to put their money in, take a paper out. But as the price increased to $1.50, then $2... Nobody had eight quarters. The abandoned news racks have become like wallpapers to residents. Unlike our question asker, Catherine, people walk past these things and hardly notice them anymore. It says something about the dramatic change in the news industry. Consumers shifted preferences from print to digital reading on devices like smartphones and laptops. The economic model for print newspapers pretty much collapsed. Print advertisements, including inserts and classified ads, gradually decreased. Revenue sources became harder to come by. Those empty news boxes in Chicago are a visible symbol of what's happening with the newspaper industry in Chicago and around the state and even nationally. Tim Franklin is a senior associate dean at the Medell School of Journalism at Northwestern University. And he directs the Medell Local News Initiative. The research has found that the U.S. is losing 2.5 newspapers a week on average. And it's pretty bad in Illinois. Illinois is one of the harder hit states uh, when it comes to loss in local news uh, since 2005. Um, The state has lost about 40% of all of its newspapers. And, And Illinois is among are the top 10 states in the country when it comes to loss of local news. Those losses include a staggering 85% of newspaper journalists. But while the outlook is grim, Sheila says some readers still want to find a paper copy that they can hold. Print copies for both the Tribune and the Sun-Times are still available at convenience stores and other retail shops. 
Many readers still pay for home delivery. But overall, getting people to find value in print newspapers is hard. It's very hard. But you have to get really good people who know how to do it. And we, we've been lucky to have that. Um, you'd like to have... When I worked at the Tribune, Chicago Tribune, we had a million Sunday subscribers. A million, yes. And I remember when it dropped below a million, it was probably in the late 90s, but it was a million. And now, um, you know, nobody's anywhere near that kind of a number. I asked her what happened to those vending machines or news racks. For the ones that were in terrible shape, they just scrapped them. And there were, you know, maybe 30 or 40 good of any machines. We actually sold many of them. People wanted them as souvenirs. She says people bought the newsstand vending machines for about $25. Some of them had put them in their yards and decorated them. Sheila says some of them became neighborhood libraries where residents put free books inside for anyone to take. If a newspaper box looks abandoned or is obstructing the public way, the city can contact the owners and remove it within 30 days. Violations could cost between $25 and $200. But there are still some boxes in use today. Some free newspapers rely on them to distribute their publication. These boxes don't require city permits and can be operated under specific city requirements. And access to these free papers are important to a lot of people. More on that coming up. The demise of many print publications not only happened with the expansion of online news and information, the pandemic made it extremely hard for some to stay in business. Print newspapers might be a thing of the past for many readers, but there are some, including unhoused residents and people without access to the Internet, who miss having a print copy. I went to Humboldt Park recently to see what residents living in the park have to say. Before COVID, we used to uh, go in uh, little, the little boxes, and I think it was either a red one or a green one, and they were, those those the boxes that had the good information in it. We depended on those. You depended on that? Yeah, that's how we got our news. Right now, we have no source of news. I have no source of news. I don't know what's going on in the world anymore. What newspapers did you used to read uh, back in the day, like before the pandemic? Uh, pretty much sometimes in uh, the Puerto Rican uh, newspaper. What kind of information did you like getting from those newspapers that you found in the boxes? Like, what what was like interesting to you? A lot of stuff that they ha- they have for the homeless, you know, you know they had like different churches that feeds where you could go get clothes and maybe take a shower or stuff. But it's like they don't have that no more now. Too much. Foreign language newspapers were not immune to the changing media landscape either. In recent years, Spanish-language publications like OI and Extra Newspapers closed their operations despite the great need in many predominantly Hispanic neighborhoods. Still, some publications have managed to survive. They've had to rethink their operations to best serve their audience. That includes La Raza, a Spanish-language print and online outlet. And we have been adjusting a lot because uh, for everybody... The advertising market has been diminishing. 
Jesús del Toro manages La Raza newspaper. He says, the paper has significantly reduced its circulation. It went from printing about 150,000 copies in 2014 to now printing about 35,000. In order to survive, La Raza has developed a strong online presence. It has a non-profit status, which means the paper can accept donations and ask for grants. The paper also got rid of home delivery because they lost significant ad revenue, including inserts. Those advertisers stopped doing that and went to other ways to promote their, their, their sales, their owns, no? But they kept one of their main distribution strategies. Boxes in streets, key points in the, our main Latino neighborhoods. La Raza picked up old and damaged boxes and invested in more than 200 new boxes that they placed in areas where there is a higher need for accessible news in Spanish. We are mostly in, in those historical, most high-density Hispanic neighborhoods. For example, eh, La Villita, of course, in the, and Bilsen in the south side. We have also circulation in Cicero, McKinley Park, back of the yards. We also have circulation in the northwest side, in Humboldt Park, Hermosa, Logan Square. Jesus says instead of focusing on national and international news, the organization mostly covers hyper-local news, information that matters to the residents in the neighborhoods. Because now we focus all of our resources in covering local community news, in going to the neighborhoods and to talk with the people and to learn what they want to, to know and of inform them of what is happening to them, what is happening in the neighborhoods, and also about things that are larger in scope, not city, state, or nation, or international wide, but they are relevant to them. Tim, with Medell School of Journalism, says, while there are many news deserts across Illinois, Chicago is a thriving hub for local news and hyperlocal media organizations, including Block Club, The Tribe, and Cicero Independiente. We're seeing more hyperlocal and niche and ethnic publications that we didn't have before that are providing news and information to communities that maybe were being undercovered previously. And I, I think that is a good thing. So I, I think. You know, a, a lot of folks, me included, sometimes will, you know, uh, lament the old days. But the new days, while very different, also are providing new pathways to news information that people haven't had before. Sheila says that sometimes is figuring out ways to stay relevant and financially stable. The paper got nonprofit status when it was acquired by Chicago Public Media. While it charges for its print copy, there can be some exceptions, like free special editions. Last February, we produced a voter's guide, and we distributed, besides the newspaper, a total of 300,000 copies of those, and we delivered them to homes in the wards in Chicago that had the lowest voter turnout. It was a way of connecting with folks who might not have the ability to get that information. Tim says there are many strategies to keep local papers viable. Supported by advertising primarily, but also through other avenues like events or memberships or donations or philanthropy that are 
dropped at retailers at grocery stores or pharmacies or major businesses in neighborhoods. Maybe even news boxes. After speaking to Sheila so much about the news racks, she says bringing a smaller number of vending machines back at a lower cost sounds like a good idea. If the boxes are placed strategically in some neighborhoods where residents want them, especially if readers only have to insert a few quarters instead of eight. Some of the unhoused residents I spoke with, like Daniel in Humboldt Park, say they'll even pay. Yeah, I'll be willing, yeah. I'll pay the 50 cents, I'll even pay a dollar, you know. <laughs> Daniel lives in a popular park surrounded by organizations and people. And yet, without a source of news and information, he feels isolated. Curiosity is a production of WBC Chicago and is part of the NPR network. The show is produced by Jason Mark and Jody So. Maggie Sivit is the digital and engagement producer. Susie On is our editor. I'm Curiosity reporter Adriana Cardona Magigad. Thanks for listening. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Sometimes you just need a quick overview of the news. Meantime, it was chaos today at the Chicago City Council. A Chicago cop with a controversial past is running for judge. Other times, you're looking for a deeper understanding of what's going on in the city. Wow, that's so... No one has asked me that question. The Rundown Podcast has all of that, and it's Chicago-based, so you know what's up in your neighborhood and across town. Listen to The Rundown wherever you get your podcasts or at wbez.org slash rundown.